Katy Perry stuck in my head. I got the eye of the tiger, the fire, dancing through the fire. I think in another life, I really could have been a, like a jazz singer like Louis Armstrong. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Talk Smack with Hannah Mack. Today, we're talking about living, like moving from your hometown to the city and like the pros and cons because it's a big move and it's fucking terrifying and it's very different and I feel like I know a lot of people probably relate and stuff so I kind of want to talk about it so I guess the first thing like because I think the way this I'm sure a lot of people think is I'm not a philosopher like I'm sure this is just common knowledge but I think the way that you perceive the city and how you live in the city is definitely affected by the way you've grown up and where you grew up. Come on now, I'm a fucking... I'm a genius. I think I want to start off with like my childhood and how I grew up because it looked nothing like the city at all. So, yeah. So when I was a kid, I grew up in this rural town in the middle of central Queensland called Emerald. And it was just this quaint little coal mining town. Um, It was kind of booming, actually, when I was a kid. Like, I feel like it was massive when I was a kid. But also when I was a kid, I had no perception of, like, anything. So two people to me could have looked like 500 and I would be like, whoa, so many people. So, yeah, um, and it was really nice. It was a nice way to grow up. Like, it was a really nice way to grow up because everyone kind of knows everyone when you live in a little town. It's like, you know when you go to the city and you never see the same person again? When you live in a town like that, you see everyone all the time. Like, you see the person at the grocery store, two hours later, they're walking their dog and they walk past you and you're like, I just saw you. You know, like, it's cool. It's so cool. I don't know. There's something really nice about that. But we used to live in this massive house on acreage just outside of town, I would say. Um, and it was fucking awesome. Like, growing up in a space that is massive and, like, our neighbourhood as well was just so fucking cool. Like, everyone was, like, really good friends. I think without knowing it as a kid, I had a real sense of community because like I said, like everyone knows everyone and everyone's there for everyone, you know, and like our neighborhood, we used to go and play cricket on the street, all the classic stuff, hide and seek. We had to have like neighborhood Christmas parties, neighborhood like New Year's Eve parties. You don't see that anymore. Like you really don't see that anymore. And it's kind of really sad because those were lit like I remember I would just over consume too much sugar that I'd feel nauseous for like five days afterwards because I was like I'm gonna vomit mom I threw up like how good is living like that it's so fun I grew up in a little town but I also had access to a farm because my nan owns a farm just like four hours out of where we lived so we would go there all the time Easter Christmas holidays you know we just always be there whenever we could and it was kind of like I got like the best of both worlds because 
you know, I'm living in suburbia, but like regional suburbia. But I also had this fucking awesome farm not that far away from me. And it was so fun. Like, growing up on a farm is so cool. We, like, it's just so fun. Nothing compares, honestly. And I'm so fucking grateful. I'm so fucking grateful. Like, I would not change any of this at all. The only thing I would change is living in the city. But we're going to get into that. But I want to talk about this for a second because... Living on a farm teaches you so many things as a kid that you don't realize till you're older. It's great. And like, we just had so much fun. We would play cops and robbers. My cousins and I would play cops and robbers in vehicles. It was dangerous, but it was fun. Because my nan had like all these like secondhand vehicles. So, you know, you'd have a group go off in this little car. And then they'd get 10 minutes to kind of drive around and whatever. And then a second group of people, this fleet of motorbikes would go after this car as if they were police. It was like a car chase. It was so much fun. Like it was really dangerous because of how like the vicinity in which you would like drive next to the car or just like near the car in general. And you know, cause you're kids, you do stupid shit like swerving. Ooh, ooh. And we also didn't wear helmets, which is really dangerous. And we used to be like, why are our parents like mad at us for like not wearing helmets? Like, we're just having fun. I don't know. Maybe because if you fell off, you'd maybe not see the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was dangerous, but it was really fun. We used to just climb all this machinery that we had laying around. We used to have this old shearing shed as well, which we kind of... I don't know. It's just it was just a cool place to hang out. It was scary. Don't get me wrong, it was scary. Cuz it was like all rickety and like I don't know, it was oddly creepy, but it was fun exploring and stuff. And you know, that you get the experience of mustering cattle like working with animals as well. Like it was just really fun. And you know, knowing how to drive manual by the age of like 12 it's pretty cool as well. I'm not that confident with it now, but at the time I was a champion. So there's that as well. Like there was just so much space to do whatever you wanted, really. Like it was just such a really, it was, and it was such a simple life. So simple, so simple. We, you know, you wake up in the morning, eggs and bacon for breakfast. What do you do next? you go out and you muster the cattle. What do you do? You come in, you have smoko. Then you kind of lay around a bit till lunchtime, have lunch, go and do something in the afternoon. Probably go and collect firewood is what we used to do that all the time. And then you come home, have dinner and go to sleep. So simple. Sometimes you would get a little cheeky afternoon swim in the creek if you were lucky. It's just such a nice way to live. I'm so jealous of people who still live on properties and stuff because I wish it was me. Quite frankly, I wish it was me. I'm not like, I just wish it was me, to be quite honest with you. Um, I don't know, like my cousin, like the fondest memories I have are usually the ones from the property. We would scoop up all the tree frogs that would like be sitting in the toilet because I used to just sit in there. I don't really know why they just used to. And then we put them in ice cream containers, like old ice cream containers, take them to the creek, let them out and go for a swim. 
We used to do that all the time in summer. We had this tradition where we never had a real Christmas tree. It was always a gum tree that we'd always get the night before Christmas. You know, like just things like that. Like when it was raining and muddy and we were younger, we would just go and slide around in the mud butt ass naked in the elements. And it was so fun. We also used to put on plays. I remember distinctly putting on The Man from the Snowy River and I was a horse. I remember that. And they were very, very good productions for a bunch of like 10-year-olds. Like we were good at what we did. There was potential there. And, you know, we used to make little home videos. I remember we there was a phase about pillow pets and we used to make pillow pet videos. And, like, and I missed being a kid for that reason is just because... It was so innocent and just so creative and fun. And I also remember my first time on Club Penguin It was out at the farm. And it, I was gobsmacked. I couldn't believe it even existed. And then, you know what? I went straight home and I made a Club Penguin account. I'm very, very grateful to have grown up in the way that I did with living in the small town while also, you know, being able to go to a farm. So good. And I would never, ever change it. Ever. And I kind of want my kids to live the same kind of life because it's just so nice. And then, you know, as a teenager, we had moved from a smaller town to a bit of a bigger town. It was more regional and closer to the coast. Very much bigger than where I was living previously. A bit more going on. Um... And I had awesome friends during school. Like, I love my friends dearly. I still do. I see them all the time. And it's just really nice to, again, grow up with people. It's always really interesting when you look back on school and then you look at the people that you've became. It's really interesting. It's really interesting. I've been having a lot of conversations like that recently with my friends. You know, when you talk to someone from the city they're like what what do you, what the fuck do you do like what's like what do you do when you live there i honestly have no idea but i always manage to have fun because when you live in a place you know how to make it fun you know like there was nothing to do here for teenagers at all like on the weekends apart from like bowling but you know you weren't going to go bowling every weekend but we would just drive around and muck around and do stupid shit and it was just so fun Again, I had such a good upbringing. I'm so grateful for it. Like, so many good people in my life. It was amazing. It was amazing. Of course, life had its challenges. It wasn't perfect, but it was really good. It was really good. So, that's pretty much how I grew up. Again, I didn't live in a city when I was a teenager. So, I still, again, had this sense of community and belonging and familiarity and all that living in Rockhampton yeah really good for me as well I love it here and I'm not ashamed to say it many people are like "Ooh, I hate Rockhampton la la it's so boring ew Uh." and yeah okay I say I could live here could I live here for like the rest of my life maybe not maybe not maybe for six months okay okay I'm gonna be honest with you maybe for six months But I would still give it a red hot go. Anyway. So now it's time to get into like the moving stage. And the city itself. 
when I was a teenager, I- I'm still a teenager, but when I was like 16, you know, my dream was to live in Melbourne. I was like, I'm going to live in Melbourne when I graduate and it's going to be so cool because I'm going to be so cool and I'm going to drink coffee and I'm going to be really cool and all this stuff. And I had a point. I did have a point because that did happen. I did become cool and I drank a lot of coffee. She knew what was going to happen. But I don't think I was really prepared to live in the city and also navigate how to be an adult at the same time. I was not ready for that. But I didn't know that until I got thrown in the deep end for it. So, yes. Living in the city is completely different to living in a place like this. Like... All you see is buildings. All you see is cement. All the greenery there feels like it's fake and that it was just put there because the fucking council said that it has to be there. It doesn't feel natural. And that's just my personal observation. I'm not a big fan of the city. I don't really like it. Um... And that definitely is because of the way I grew up. If I had grown up in the city or somewhere a bit bigger and closer to a city and I went to the city often as a kid, then yeah, maybe it would be a bit different. But I didn't have that. And that's not a bad thing. It's just the way that I grew up. And so moving to a city from like a town like Rockhampton was like a culture shock. It was terrifying, especially because it was right in the middle of COVID and pretty much the second day I was there, we got thrown into a snap lockdown. So my dad couldn't even stay, like he had to go and I had to navigate a lockdown, adulting and moving to a fresh city where I didn't know anyone all at the same time. What did I do to counteract these feelings? I drank wine. And I, was, I just remember being so confused and upset because I felt like I'd made a mistake. Like I remember getting to the hotel in Melbourne and it was so scungy and like scary. And I was like, fuck, I am not supposed to be here. Like I am not supposed to be here. And like standing next to my dad, who's like dressed like a country kid. I'm like, oh, we are not welcome here. I can feel it. You know, the glances. And that was my first impression of Melbourne. Personally, not a fan. Um, I don't see myself living there long term just because it's too much of a city for me. Um, It feels very temporary at the moment. It took me a long time to even realize that I actually lived there because for the longest time, because I was living in an apartment as well and it was very modern and it kind of looks like a hotel, I was like, oh, I'm just on a holiday. But no, it took me like six months It took me until we were in the lockdown and I couldn't actually go home to be like, oh, I actually live here. Yeah, I kind of got thrown in the deep end, not on purpose, but just because my dad had to like leave. Otherwise, he wouldn't be able to leave Melbourne. So literally just moved in. All my furniture was in, did the tiniest grocery shop and then he left. I didn't know how to cook. I didn't know how to clean. I didn't know like how to look after myself at all as a grown-up like I had no idea I didn't know how to grocery shop for the longest time I I didn't know I was too scared to grocery shop so I would be like I guess 
I guess I'll buy like 10,000 things of ramen, I guess. Maybe some tuna, but I fucking hate tuna, but I feel like an adult would have tuna in their pantry. Like I would try and be like adults. I would try to be like other adults. I would look at other people's grocery baskets. I'd be like, okay, vegetables. I need more vegetables. It's like, I had no idea what I was doing for the longest time. And I look like an idiot. I look like an idiot. Navigating also transport in Melbourne. Really easy, actually. The transport is really good there. But I tell you what, the first time I got on a tram was terrifying because it just stopped in the middle of the road and there were cars going past. And I was like, "Am I like, how am I supposed to get on? How do I do that? Anyway, I did it. Actually, me and my roommate did it. And the train stations, I always got, I always found train stations really daunting at first because I was like, I don't know where the platforms are. I don't know where my stopover is going to be. Like, I don't know. Needless to say, living in the city is very fucking different. Um, yeah. And having to navigate being an adult at the same time. God. Jeez. Um, I mean, you, you obviously get used to it. I lived off of ramen and frozen vegetables with some soy sauce and some, like, burnt eggs. Probably for three months. At least. Um, because I had no idea how to cook. It wasn't really until lockdown when I had the time to learn how to cook that I kind of cooked. I don't remember what I ate after the ramen, but it was not real food. Like it was, I don't know what it was, but it, it wasn't real. Um, and I remember the first meal I cooked was this really yummy pasta salad. I was like, holy shit, being an adult is so cool. Cause I can make that. I can do that. Yeah. You know, I have a I have a way of knowing how to cook these days. What? <laughs> Pardon? Do you want to repeat that sentence, actually? I still am not very good at saving my money. I kind of suck at that. That's something I'm trying to work on. But, you know, I also have my car down in Melbourne now. Lifesaver. I'm telling you, lifesaver. I love my car so much. Oh my god, it's my child. Like, it has a name. Its name is Banjo. Um, It's a 2004 blue Camry, light blue Camry. It's amazing. It's it's my child. And I love it so much. And one time, the engine light came on. And I just started crying because I thought my car was broken. And it was never going to be fixed. And I thought I'd lost. Like, I genuinely felt grief. Grief. Because I thought my car was dying. And that's just how attached I get to my car. Anyway, it was real... I don't know. Living in the city is really mentally draining for me personally. Because it's... There is no nature. (laughs) And you know, one time I was having this conversation with someone. I was like, damn, I just really want to go and like roll around in some grass. And they were like, oh, well, there's like a park not that far away from you. Shut up. Shut up. I'm sorry, but like, that is not real. That is not real. I'm sorry. I'm so vicious about it. But like, oh, I couldn't do it. I, and like, they had grown up in the city areas as well. And I was like, hell nah. Hell nah. That's not real. It's actually just been put there and it has cement running through the middle of it. 
no, I'm not going to go and roll around on that grass, which someone's fucking dog probably shit in two days earlier. No, I'm not doing that. I'm at a real grass and kind of down the side of a mountain was what I was imagining. But they don't have that down there because it's just skyscrapers and pollution and smog. I'm telling you, I never thought I would cry to a skeg song until I listened to Smogged Out. That shit had me bawling in the middle of lockdown. Like, I wanted to get out of that place so badly, so badly, and I couldn't. Do you know how difficult that is? It's fucking awful. It's awful. Listening to Smogged Out... I cried a lot and every time Dan Andrews came on my TV, I cussed. The only thing that kept me going was the Olympics, the swimming on the Olympics. I love that. But it was really fucking hard being the first year out of home. You know, my mum couldn't come and watch me dance all year and then, you know, they hit you with the, you can't go home. You have to wait eight months before you can fly home. It sucked ass. I'm telling you, it sucked ass because I just wanted to go home so badly. I was like, I don't even like the city. Like, why am I here? I'm just stuck here. I can't even get out. (laughs) I got mad cabin fever. I bleached my hair blonde. Yeah, it was a... I had an episode. I just was not okay. (laughs) So that was... That made the city tough. And for some... I think a part of me doesn't like the city for the fact that the experience that I've had with the city so far has been awful with the lockdowns and everything and like the way I was living like how I talked about in my podcast previously about like those 60 plus hour weeks you know I was just dead all the time so I haven't really had a chance to actually experience the city and give it a chance So I'm going to give it like six months next year. And if it's still disappointing me, I am going to flee. I'm done. I'm not putting up with it anymore, but I'm going to give it a go. Okay. Let it be known. I will be giving it a go. But yeah, initially the city is terrifying. I, I managed to get settled in, you know, like, oh, my cake's ready. Give me one second. My cake is finished baking. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, we may resume. Um, I don't think I have actually that much storage left on my camera. So I might have to cut this just a little bit short. But um, yeah. No, living in the city was definitely... It's cheesy, but it was life-changing. And I'm glad I did it because you experience so much sh- stuff so much stuff that you wouldn't get in a rural town like one time I served Curtis Stone who if you don't know who that is he's the guy on the Coles ad one time I saw Vance Joyce Vance Joy you know the Riptide guy I don't know what his actual name is but Vance something he was playing on the Flinders Street steps for Mumba Festival like it's been crazy and I have so many cool people as my friends down there and I don't know it's really cool like I'm I think I'm only just getting settled in really like I always felt really I always kind of feel really disconnected also I don't know I'm like really swinging back and forth between this aren't I but like 
in Melbourne, sometimes I feel really, really disconnected from everyone because everyone's kind of got headphones in all the time when they're walking around, which is fair enough. Like, pop off. You know, I do it too. I'm guilty for it. But, like, you don't see that here. Everyone's just walking around with their ears open. And, like, I don't know. Everyone's always on their phones down there as well. Like, everyone's always looking at something on their phone on public transport and stuff. Like, I don't know. The city kind of makes me feel disconnected, not only from other people, but sometimes from myself as well, which is, like, really deep. Like, God, that's deep, man. But I don't know. I feel like I really lost myself when I moved and I didn't really know who I was. So I spent the entire year trying to figure that out. And I kind of only figured it out a couple months ago, like who I am, what I stand for. And I feel like also when I moved down there, I found that I was like chasing after what other people were and that I felt like I had to be like them. Like I feel like I couldn't just be myself. Like I felt like I had to fit in stereotypically. And so I kind of became someone that I wasn't. And it wasn't very authentic, whereas I feel a lot more authentic these days. Like, I feel a lot more myself. Um, Yeah, no, like, I don't know. There's something really draining about living in the city, but it also is really exciting at the same time, which is really annoying because there's so much to do down there, whereas there's not a lot to do up here. But I kind of like it because... Up here, everything is just simple and straightforward and you just kind of do your own thing. You know, it's not overwhelming, whereas sometimes the city can be really overwhelming and expensive. Everything is so much more fucking expensive. It's definitely a different experience. I would definitely encourage people, like I would definitely encourage people to go out and experience the city because it is cool. Like, do not get me wrong, it's really cool. And it does encourage a lot of growth and it does make you mature really quickly. Like, I am not the same person I was, like, even, like, six months ago. You know, you're just constantly growing up. But I think that also just has to do with moving out of home. So, I don't know. Move out of home if you can. Because it's really, really interesting to see how things change. But I'm, yeah... I'm really grateful for the life that I'm living. Like, I'm really grateful to even be in the city in the first place. It's just that, personally, I don't think it's for me long term, just because it's a bit much for me. I'm feeling like somewhere like Brisbane might be a little bit more my cup of tea, just because it's also a lot closer to home. Like, two states away is very far away. But, yeah... I don't know. It they all, everywhere has its pros and cons. Like and everyone has different opinions of the city. Like mine is th- that's just my story of living in the city and also living rurally. Like I don't know. I feel like some people might be able to relate. I'm not really sure what the message of this podcast was supposed to give you. I don't know. Maybe it's just like maybe you can relate to it. I don't know. 
But I think if I was to give any advice, it would definitely be move out when you can, when it's financially possible. Possibly live somewhere else, somewhere new, because it's exciting and it's daunting and it pushes you outside of your comfort zone and you're kind of forced to be pushed out of your comfort zone and just do it just do it because it has a lot of rewards to it like the people that I know in Melbourne so cool and I love everyone down there like everyone's just really cool and I have made really good friends I have the best roommate to ever exist like I would say just do it like I know it's really scary but it's really, really, really rewarding once you do it. And, yeah. I just said the same thing, like, twice. <laughs> oh, go, Hannah, motivational speaker. But, no, I would, yeah. Like, it's just as simple as just saying, just do it. And I know it's daunting and I know it's scary. And I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to be those things. And you might not like it because I don't. Well, I do. Okay, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. But just because people don't like it doesn't mean you won't. And just because people do like it doesn't mean you're not allowed to not like it. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really know what words just came out of my mouth for like the past like 36 minutes. Okay, yeah, no, I'm going to love you and leave you so much. <laughs> what? Okay. I hope you kind of took something away out of this. I hope it was kind of relatable. And if you are going through something like this and you hate the city, just know that you're not alone. Um, You know, reach out if you need. Reach out if you need. Hit, slide into my DMs. If you want to talk about it, let's talk. Let's freaking talk. Okay, anyway. I'm going to go. Um, I hope you have a great day, no matter where you're living. I hope the sun is shining bright. And I hope you're having a good day. <laughs> okay. I will see you in the next episode. Bye. I'm never going to stop doing that. I'm never ever going to stop. <laughs>